Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to Forte Catholic. I'm Taylor, and this is Felicity Grace Stroll, the three-year-old. Say hi. Hi. We are so happy that you tuned in for today's episode of Forte Catholic. Uh, whether you are listening on the podcast or watching on YouTube, we ask that you subscribe. The baby is waving for those of you only listening on the podcast. Uh, as many of you know, Forte Catholic is a nonprofit organization. If you have enjoyed any of our episodes or if you are enjoying any of the other things that we are doing, like producing 20 other Catholic podcasts, uh, we ask that you would support us by not only hitting that subscribe button, but you can give a tax-deductible donation over at ForteCatholic.com slash donate. I love you. Enjoy today's show. Say, I love you. I love you. All right. Enjoy today's show. What's up? And welcome to Fort Tech Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Allison Lynette Sullivan. Allison, how are you? Hello, Taylor. How are you? I'm good, mostly. There you go. Yeah. I like, I like right. that. I, Isn't that rhetorical anyways? We, we asked like, the, no, I do you actually really care. mean it? No, you don't. I actually no, care. No, you don't. Yes, I do. I'm having a really bad day, Taylor. Where can I start? Oh, now the I'm very a bad beginning. Day. You called me Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> I don't understand what's happening at all. Oh, what a weird start. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> well, hey. Uh, hey, how are you? <laughs> Take two. Uh, it takes two. Did to make work? a thing go right. Nope. Wrong song. From Hairspray. Mm. A prince is a papa, babe, without a woman to call his own. So come closer, baby. I don't want to be alone. Because I'm your host and that's co-host. <laughs> okay. That's from Hairspray. She don't sing. <laughs> <laughs> your face. I don't like this at all. Oh my gosh. Welcome to Fourth Catholic. I am Taylor. That's Allison Sullivan. And uh, ironically enough, we're talking about looking back on the successes of the show. And when we look back at a year, this won't be one of them. (laughs) We just had the most awkward minute and a half in show history. Oh, yeah. You guys should see how it is between segments. So, (laughs) the stuff that doesn't get. What in the world is happening? Okay. Uh, I don't know. Well, anyway, uh, so. As we're recording this, it is the one-year anniversary of Taylor Schroll leaving his job and starting working for Forte Catholic full-time. I, I need, I want, like, studio noise here. I want, like, <sighs> yes. There's no uh-huh. one else here. Like, no one else would fit in here. This isn't a big enough room. It's true. We could have one other person sit over there, and they'd be uncomfortable. <laughs> it's true, but, yes, raucous applause. Well, good. I'm, I'm glad that you're excited. It, it, it's, it, it's weird to me because... This year has felt, every day has felt so long that the year has felt short. So kind of like right. parenting. Yes, right? yes. Uh, like, I was like, it snuck up on me. I'm like, is it serious? How has it seriously been a year yeah. that I've been doing this? And like, part of it is weird because like, I've been doing Four Day Catholic for six years, but only full right. time for, right. for a year. Um, so it's kind of like celebrating your half anniversary or something. <laughs> right. It's like, we've been together for our, 19 our, months. Or our third kid's birth. Like, who cares right. at that point? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> that also happened about six years in. So, yeah. <laughs> so I was like preparing for today's show, and I was like, "Wait, May seventh? Why does that?" Well, it sounds from yeah. Why the date sound seems like, important. Oh, that's when the government sent me papers saying that I could be a business. Wow. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. I love celebrating things that t- take bravery. I really admire bravery in general. Like I try to live my life in a brave way, and 
love, you know, encouraging it in others. And I feel like what you did was really brave because think about where we were May 7th a year ago. Uh, <laughs> there was no safety net. Think- it wasn't like you were just, you know, jumping into a sure thing. Right. But also thinking about May 7th last year. Do you still consider it bravery where when I only fought because I was backed into a corner? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel you're you. You're a boxer. You. Like, yeah. you know, you yeah. st- most time in the corner, you're just getting beaten up and beaten up and beaten up. Well, and then finally, you just have to be like, all right, I'm hitting back now. <laughs> I know, but you can also crumple to the ground and like protect your vitals. You know, <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like, like you. Muhammad Ali and just. Yeah. No, dodge everything. Just, yeah. Bob and Weave. I'm the greatest. Take them all. Fly like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Anyways, congratulations, Taylor. I think Thank it's you. a big deal. So I, I was looking back and I'd be like, you know what? It'd be a really interesting thing to see. Because like, what does Four Day to do? Obviously, we do this show. We have had 52 episodes in the last year because yeah. we've put out an episode a week uh, every year. And we've, or, whatever. Yeah. Over the last year, we put right. out an episode every week. Yeah. We also like started building up our YouTube. So we have like two or three For videos sure. a week on YouTube. Sure. But then I was like, okay, if I've... Not only have I recorded 52 episodes and edited and published 52 episodes, the other half of what Forte Catholic does is audio production for other Catholic podcasts. And I was like, I have been busy for the last year. So I went and looked it up. Um, 20 shows are now in production. When this started, there were six. (laughs) So in the last year, it went from six to 20. Um, How many episodes of podcasts do you think I I edited in the last year? I don't know. 324. Oh gosh. Almost one a day. <laughs> and that, like, you. that includes like weekends and stuff. So pretty much one or two a day on weekdays. Well, I just wonder how many of your listeners know exactly what that means. Like as someone who has had or has a podcast and knows what goes into editing, it's just, it's really a lot. I mean, it's why well, I'm not putting out stuff. It takes me a lot less time than it takes you. That's probably I did true. those 314 <laughs> episodes in the time you edited the six you put out this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll 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 take that. That's just facts. <laughs> yeah, uh, but like I mean, that's essentially what I'm doing. Like so, like obviously the listeners of this show know that I do this show because of, like it would be impossible for you to be listening right now if I didn't, right? Yeah. But I was thinking about it. it's like yeah, we I mean we've gotten you know almost a hundred thousand downloads in the last year. Like, mm-hmm. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. But then I was thinking about like how many people have listened to work that I have touched this year. So if I did 314, mm-hmm. uh, 324 episodes, mm-hmm. and I know that a lot of them have like hundreds of thousands of listeners, like, oh, oh and on a safe guess, yeah. at least a million people have listened to something that I have touched. Awesome. I love it. That's really exciting. I know. We sh- Where's our margaritas? Oh, Clink. Right, they're right there. We'll, we'll well get some at the break. We'll celebrate. Uh, we're gonna take a break. At, uh, whenever we have a guest in the second segment, uh, when I'm talking to Mark Tenney, you can make us margaritas. Perfect. <laughs> awesome. Perfect I margaritas. shall bartend. Awesome. That'd be great. I've always made them. You know, I I bought uh, skinny margarita mix just for when you come over once a month. I know <laughs> it's looking awfully full up there. It is. It looks very good. So <clears> the <throat> other thing that I was looking at, like I did something that I never thought I'd do, which is <laughs> weird, uh, because all my life. I've done audio production mm-hmm. and podcasts and audiobooks are essentially the same thing. Okay. So I produced my first audiobook this year, hey. which was exciting. So yes. an author came to me and was like, Hey, can you do this? Yes. And I was like, absolutely. Yeah. So why not? It's been, it's been an exciting year. So ultimately uh, one, that's just 
it was just cool to look back too. For those of you who've been watching and listening to this show, thanks and subscribe yes. so that you can keep listening. So that next year we can look back and be like, remember how that first show started a year ago? <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. Remember the hot mess of the anniversary? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, but it's it's been a good year, and like I have really enjoyed doing the things that I'm good at, which is. I think this show. Yeah. Uh, the reviews from last week may disagree, but um, but uh, I, I've enjoyed it. And it's just been really cool to to do all that kind of background work, which has been interesting for me because I've always been like a front man professionally. Yeah. Like I've been like, right. up in front. So it's been really cool to kind of take a back seat and just be. I love know, it. My my job is to be unseen and unheard. Yeah. Which is uh, you know what difficult. That reminds me of, I don't, I don't know that this applies and I might, I don't want to change the subject too much, but you know how you should be mentoring and being mentored. And there's something about those things happening at the same time that require, if you're mentoring a level of sharpness, which is good for us to stay sharp, but it also being mentored requires a level of humility in order to, you know, take instruction. There's something about having both at the same time, which feels really balancing. I feel like you being the front man for this, being the strong voice, having the ideas, doing a lot of creating, and then also at the very same time and very intentionally taking the back seat, kind of, you know, working on finer details, not quite the visionary, you know, I like, I just think it's making you a really well-rounded human. I have gained lots of weight in the last year. <laughs> I also haven't been mentored in the last year. So I don't, please explain to me what you were just trying to say. <laughs> I think that and both of being in the front and the back is probably really good. I, I, I agree with you. I just don't understand how mentoring came into the picture. <laughs> because about a year ago, your I listeners are following me, Taylor. <laughs> you you keep ignoring me. The listeners are with me. I just know it. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if they are. So <laughs> Chime in, um, people. There was speaking of looking back, there was a song that I heard on Christian radio the other day. That's one change that like ever since Corona happened. I you know you we li- stopped. We have talked about this. I stopped going to church, so I figured I should start I listening should. to Christian radio. Yes. You know? yes. Um so uh I have been mostly enjoying it, you know, because it's been so long since I've listened to it that like a lot of the classic hits I haven't heard in a long time. And then there's a lot of new stuff that have come there's out. There's really few good years. Christian music, Taylor. Like I this always baffled me that you did not necessarily listen oh, it's to Christian annoying. music. Well, it's not like you're committing to watching only Christian movies. I mean, that would be terrible. But this is like, there is good Christian music. There is. And then there's some that's both. Okay. <laughs> like this song we're going to focus on today. Okay. So I love this song and the message of this song. Yeah. There are two lines of this song in the chorus that in Christian music, you sing the chorus 87 times. Sure. So it, it almost ruins the song for me. You got hung up on a detail? Uh, two details that I think are quite important. Okay. Uh, but we're going to, it starts off very well. Okay. Uh, this is called Yes He Can by Kane. Which I didn't realize until just now. Kane. We're supposed to be more like Abel, and I'm more like Cain. Mm. So that, maybe that's why I connect with this song. Sometimes <laughs> I wonder, is he faithful? Big capital H. I'm like, oh, yeah, yes. Sometimes I do wonder if he's faithful. Mm-hmm. Does he see me in my trouble? Does he understand? Sometimes I question if he's able. So like, this is like, does God care? Does God Is God who he says he is? Does he care about me? And is he even able to do it? Can he do it? Yeah. Can he rescue? Can he save me? Again and again, question mark. Um, And then it says, but when I look back, and then that just ends the clause. So it was going very well. Then he's like, but but when I look back. And then it goes into the next verse that has nothing to do with anything. Um, Or it goes into the chorus. Okay. So I'm already like confused, but I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. 
Uh, sometimes I wonder if he's faithful. Does he see me in trouble? Yep, yep. But when I look back, long pause. Long pause. And then we get to the chorus. Okay. Uh, have you ever thought of those things that I'm I'm agreeing with? Am I the only one agreeing with? Question. No, God, no, no. I think it's. I love it when people are honest about, um, you know, their doubt. Well, good. Well, that's what that's what I'm doing. So then we get to the chorus. Can I, can I say why? Can I say why I think it's important to be honest well, about I doubt? Well, I gave you a chance to talk. And you well, talked, I, well and I'm taking it now. I'm sorry that I had to process something. <laughs> you know what you did? You <gasps> did like the end of the verse. You just s- s- paused mid-sentence <laughs> and there was more to say. Yes, <laughs> indeed. Okay, so I think that when you like when you lean into doubt instead of like, oh, I'm not supposed to feel that. I should, you know, let's be as I ought to be instead of as I am. But when you lean into doubt, it allows you to experience faithfulness at like this higher level. When you're willing to go to the very depths, you experience new heights. 100%. And when we try to lop off the edges of either or, then we're we're just not getting the fullest experience. Okay, so th- I that 100% was my agree thought. with you, yeah. right? So I love leaning into doubt. It makes me happy. So like for the people who have been <laughs> listening for the last year, know that for most of the year, I felt like the verse. Sure. And then I've kind of transitioned into the chorus. And I'm just, <laughs> the chorus is a little more positive. But okay. the chorus is also frustrating in the beginning. Uh-huh. So maybe it was like a transition in my life. Like okay. it was bad and then really yeah. frustrating and then good. Uh, it said, did he move every mountain? Did he part every sea? So here's where I have some problems. Did he move every mountain? I... This comes from like, you know, the, the, the idea is from the gospel where Jesus is like, if you had the faith of the mustard seed, you can move mountains. And did God create all of the mountains? And do the mountains move? Technically, they're rotating on the earth, and that's rotating in the solar system. But, like, there's not a story. Like, that was, like, apparently no one has has the faith the size of a mustard seed because there's no story of some mountain being moved. Okay, but when... Okay, fine. That the mountains, like, when they were created, then they stayed put? This is your complaint? Yeah. Like, no no mountain has moved. So it's, like, uh, it's supposed to be, like... So here's the rest of the chorus. It says, yes, he did, so yes, he can. That's the positive part. Yes, God did this, so he can but do something But you're saying in the he didn't move a mountain. He didn't you're move saying, the mountains. Hold on. You're saying he only created it. I'm. My problem is not with God. My like, problem is no with Cain. Okay. <laughs> did he move every mountain? Like, I could just, this is, when you ask questions, I, this happens all the time in preaching, where people ask a question, they're like, uh, you know, I really don't love my wife. Can I get an amen? And you're like, no. <laughs> you can't. You can't get an amen. So like people ask dumb questions and expect a response. And the congregation's not paying attention. So somebody says, can I get an amen? What does everybody do? Mm-hmm. Everybody says, amen. Then you uh-huh. realize, wait, wait. Wait a second. Slow you know? down. <laughs> like, okay, so you're hung up on the technicality of God did not technically move a mountain. He only created it. He didn't. And then it goes even further. Did he part every sea? No. He historically, okay. very famously parted one sea. <laughs> This one, this one, I'm with you. This one, I'm with you on because that really does imply that he split a bunch of seas in half. Right. Like what I like imagining, if this is true, is that he parted one, and it's one of the most famous events in all of human history. People who aren't Christian know that story. Okay, but I feel like what you're doing in the first part is you're kind of skimming over greatness. You know, like greatness because we're used to it is really easy to just pass over like yeah he made the mountains yeah jesus loves me when really we need to kind of sit with 
how amazing that is, which is the point of the song, right? Like he made mountains. He can take care of, you know, this thing that's important to me. You know, the matters of my heart matter to him, right? So if, if he would have said, did he create every mountain and he did he part the Red Sea? I'd be totally yes. fine with it. Yes. Yeah, I, uh, that is a but good edit. <laughs> okay, well, perhaps Kane needs your edit. He needs theological training, which is part of this. <laughs> <laughs> but, but okay, now we get to the good part. We're past my problems with this. Okay. Uh, so he said, yes, he did, so yes, he can. Then he goes into more questions that I actually finally agree with his premise. Did he defeat the darkness? Yes. The light of the world came in, defeated the darkness. Uh, did he deliver me? Yes, he did. So yes, he can. Yes, he did. So yes, he can. And it's like, so now that has been such a powerful thing for me in my spiritual life when I am feeling like the first verse. Mm -hmm. Where is God? Does he even care? Like I've been told mm -hmm. that he's around, but he hadn't shown himself mm -hmm. in a while. Mm -hmm. Like the thing that helps me get out of that is seeing God work either in my life or other people's lives. Yeah. Other people's lives is helpful. It's like, oh, like, so I can hear you say a story of how God, yeah. it's like, that's really nice. But also there's a part of me that's like, why that. is he ignoring me? Right. Yeah. That answers one of the questions. Like, can God do big things? Yes. But there's mm -hmm. that question of, does he care about me? Will he? Yeah. Right. Yeah. The answer can be no. It can feel like no at times. Right. right. But then I started thinking, okay, there are some really bad theological things in this. Where yeah. the answer is no. Can he do this? Did he do this? Did he do this? No. But what are all the things that he's done? And like, it is helpful for me that even when I'm not good in my spiritual life, I still have the knowledge of spiritual things. Yeah. Right. And everybody's like, always kind of pitch these two together. It's like, oh, it's not all about knowledge. It's all about acting on that and having faith. Yeah. Right. But when I don't have faith, the knowledge of it helps me get back to faith because I'm like, I can ask these questions. Did, did Jesus raise from the dead? Yes. Did he, did he go and find unperfect people and find them and deliver them, love them? Yes. So he can do the same thing for me. Right. What I'm, what I'm getting out of this is holding two things at the same time, which is, you know, we're so binary. Being that mentored and mentored. So. <laughs> Thank no, you. not at all. <laughs> I was no, making a like, terrible analogy to equal no, but yours. like, but you have you have this God that is so great that can create a mountain and that can part a sea. Does is there is there a tenderness to Him at all? Because I don't doubt the power. I, I think that that thing happened and exists, and and I believe that. And even though it's unbelievable, I accept it as true. And I have a file in my brain for accepting things that seem impossible, but are true. I mean, I don't, whatever my microwave does, like, that's amazing. You know, that my deodorant says like right there on the bottle that it works with my body's natural chemistry. What does that even mean? How's that work? That's called marketing and it's I, not true. I don't but know, okay. but it impresses me every single day. You know, like, I don't know how these things are happening, but they are. And so you accept something that seems impossible, but is true. So, so you have that, but then you couple this power with, the friendship of God, like, because if something's going to be that powerful, if something's going to be that mighty, like what are the chances or, you know, that it's tender too, you know? And so we have a God that shows us his wounds. Like here's this mighty, powerful, all knowing that shows us his wounds. Like, and so having those two things at the very same time allows me to go, yes, he can. And yes, he will. It might look different than, than I've imagined, but you know, earthly love often looks different than, you know, heavenly love. So what did we learn this segment? We learned that Allison doesn't know how to start a podcast. We also learned, <laughs> <laughs> we also learned that God did, 
didn't move any mountains and has moved uh, parted one sea. But we also learned that he's done a lot of really other cool things too. And because of that, <laughs> we can grow and move forward in our faith. Uh, I'll be right back with Mike Tenney. We're going to talk about uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier and how uh, we saw faith kind of coming out of that show. Uh, Allison's going to take a break and make margaritas because she doesn't care about that segment at all. If you don't either, it is a sp- we're, we're getting into spoiler stuff, so you can always skip forward to the final segment where Allison and I are going to come back and talk about her TikTok life. Don't go anywhere. What? You guys know that I'm a huge fan of the Ave Explores podcast run by my friend Katie Prejean McGrady. Uh, I was just listening to it the other day, and I was reminded of a quote that says, Science and religion are opposed like the finger and the thumb. So many people like to put uh, pit religion and science against each other, but instead of opposing that way, they are two things that work together to show us God's creation and his revealed truth. Um, They are doing a uh, series on science over on the Avi Explorers podcast, so go subscribe today. Uh, I love it. I've listened to every single episode that's ever been out, and I'm really enjoying this series. So again, subscribe today to the Avi Explorers podcast with Katie Praise on McGrady. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Schroll, and Allison has taken a step aside because we're going to be talking about Marvel, and she doesn't care at all. So I am joined by a guest, Mr. Mike Tenney. Mike, how are you, man? I'm doing great, Taylor. It's great to be on the show. Great to great to see you again. I had you on my show a little while back. You did, and uh, well, you had me on a show a year and a half ago and released it a few weeks ago. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's true. You were very gracious about that. Uh, was, was I? Because uh, I'm glad that's what came across. For those of you uh, just listening on the podcast, Mike has 87 guitars hanging behind him. <laughs> for those of you listening on the video, you know I'm exaggerating a little bit. Um, but you are Mike Tenney. The, the show that I came on of yours was called Pop Culture Catechism, yes. uh, which just came out uh, within the last year. And uh, you and I got to talk about God of War, yes. uh, what my favorite video game of all time. We had an mm-hmm. absolute blast. Uh, so if anybody wants to listen to that episode or any of those shows, you can find Pop Culture Catechism wherever you listen to podcasts or on the Awakened Catholic YouTube channel. So you can see me in the little corner talk with pictures of me dressed as Kratos, the God of War. Yes, your Halloween costume is epic. <laughs> and and for those of you listening on Catholic Radio, we don't believe that Kratos is an actual God. We, we, we understand. It's a yeah, video small, game. Small real. G God, not big G God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. So uh, you, your show is all about finding faith, connect, connecting faith and finding it within pop culture. So movies, yeah. music, all of those things. So um, like we, we did God of War. I know that you've done some pretty controversial songs. I know that you've yep. done a lot of movies and those mm-hmm. sorts of things. Yep. Um, so why don't you, I've, I've talked about the show. Why don't you give us the, you know, if we were stuck in the elevator with you, what would you tell us awkwardly in 30 seconds about your show? Oh, yeah, I would say so pop culture catechism, a catechism is a tool for teaching the faith. And so we use pop culture to teach the faith. And it's often a dialogue. I try to get uh, smart, wonderful, faith filled people like you to get on and talk about things that we're passionate about. And, you know, there's a great tradition in the church of of teaching through dialogue. You know, the Summa is written that way. St. Augustine wrote that way. Uh, Plato and Aristotle, well, Plato specifically wrote that way. The Baltimore Catechism is written that way. Just that we learn through dialogue and conversation. Uh, And so that's what my show is meant to do. But instead of, you know talking about um quote unquote churchy stuff we're talking about you know billy eilish and hamilton and you too and 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 cardi b and you know star wars and stuff so for sure for sure uh and what's funny that was a great 
you're you're good at this. You're a professional. You did that. Oh, it was right you. about thirty seconds. It was very <laughs> professional. But what you don't realize is that all of my audience just laughed at a joke you didn't intend okay. when you just dis- uh, the three use the three words you used to describe me Aww. were uh, everyone laughed. It was a very good joke. I'm really good. proud of you. Um, I'm pretty so, funny. So uh, we joked that like you know I came on your show and it released like nine months later because so you go and record all of these and kind of batch them in a professional studio and yes. then they release you know what it's once a month right. Uh, every two weeks. So every two Aw- weeks. Awaken Catholic runs about nine shows and they're based out of Bowling Green, Ohio. And I just happen to be friends with Nick Delatore, who's the president. And But I live in Washington, D.C. So like every three or four months, I drive eight hours to Bowling Green, Ohio and uh, spend like three days and record like 13 episodes. <laughs> right. And then... Uh, uh, and then, yeah, so they come out every two weeks. So we recorded your episode like the in middle of November, but then you were the last one to come out. So you didn't come out till like March of the following year. Right. So. so do you do like, do you do wardrobe changes for every episode? I do. I bring Atta like boy. so many shirts <laughs> and I have to like switch and layer and take them off. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. what I do when I run retreats, but mine's because I sweat through a shirt every hour. So I have 12 for a 12 hour retreat in my there backpack. <laughs> yep. uh, but on that same note, uh, you messaged me the other day and you're like, we're not recording again f- for much. Like yeah. you're not going uh-huh. over over there. So and, and there was a show that just ended uh, a couple weeks ago. We like to give everything a couple weeks to breathe mm-hmm. before we before we get into spoiler cast. So we are going to be doing a little spoiler cast, uh, a little mini version of the pop culture catechism right here within yep. the Forte Catholic podcast. Um, so if you have not watched it and care to watch it. You might want to skip ahead to the next segment. If you have watched, it's been three weeks. Like the mm-hmm. the, the uh, Russo brothers rule of two weeks before spoiling everything is now over. So we are going to be talking about the Falcon and Winter Soldier today. Uh, so I'm going to open it up to you first because this was ho- your whole idea. You're like, yeah, hey, yeah. let's talk about this. So why, like, what, why did you want to talk about Falcon and Winter Soldier in the context of something vaguely Catholic? So the first thing I just, uh, well, it's just great to get to know these kind of lesser characters, like they're minor characters in the, you know, the epoch one or era one, I forget what you call it, but the the infinity era, um, you know, Sam and Bucky, they're kind of minor secondary characters, but here you really get to see them become more fleshed out. And it's a great kind of buddy comedy. And uh, I feel like Sam, especially like he kind of becomes the main character here and you really get to see, see his character shine through as like, you know, a counselor and helping people through PT. SD, um, but also he's got cool gadgets. So he's kind of got that Iron Man thing. So he's kind of almost in some ways like the perfect melding of the best things of Iron Man and the best things of Cap um, in a lot of ways. So, so that's really cool to just, I, lo- I love when you see a, a, a virtuous, um, almost like saintly hero, because I feel like we we love the Christopher Nolan Batman who's tortured. And, you know, <laughs> he, he, we, we love those sort of um, you know, troubled, almost anti-heroes, but it's great just to see a virtuous hero every once in a while. And Sam uh, Falcon is that, you know, so. So I'm going to push back a little bit because as as I was watching it, especially in the first few episodes, I thought that Sam was the worst parts of Captain America (laughs) and and Iron Man because he's Captain America without the super serum. So he does Mm -hmm. have the good qualities, like he's super virtuous and he's a great guy and he lays Mm -hmm. down his life for people, but he gets his butt handed to him multiple times because he's fighting super soldiers and he's just a dude and he's Mm -hmm. also the worst part of iron man because he has all the high-tech gear but doesn't know how it works because he didn't (laughs) invent it Uh (laughs) so i came into it 
like these are minor characters for a reason. They're not mm-hmm. as strong or powerful as these other guys. So yep. I came in kind of frustrated. And over the course, like they kind of won me over a bit. But just like you had to be Team Cap or Team Team Iron Man mm-hmm. back in the day with Civil War. Mm-hmm. I was totally team Bucky and still am. So <laughs> yeah, well, I, I I also love Bucky. I don't know. I don't know if I have a team. I think I I think they're both great in their in their own ways. Um, I really love seeing Bucky dealing with, uh, you know, having to deal with all these things that he's he's done and these awful things that he did while he was brainwashed and like having to to make amends and like reconciliation and and like that's those are such Catholic themes that he has to go and like actually confess to these people and learn to forgive himself. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about the sacrament of reconciliation and examining our consciences is, um, you know, we, we have to examine ourselves and think, well, like how much of this was my fault? How culpable am I for this? How much did I really choose this? How much was I being influenced by other people and really taking ownership for what was my fault and what was not. And I'm sorry for all of it. And for all my sins, God, I'm very sorry. And then you're forgiven and you go in peace. And, and I feel like Bucky kind of has that experience of coming to grips with like, what was me? What was the like winter soldier programming and like, who am I really? And I I feel like that's just like such a, um, like such a practice that I've had to do in my own spiritual life. Obviously I wasn't literally brainwashed, but there's other ways in which we are kind of quote unquote brainwashed by trauma. We experience sins we've done, uh, you know, society, culture, all of those things. And we have to kind of work through and unpack them and do a lot of reconciliation along the way. So, yeah. it's a fascinating connection that you make because I, I I hadn't even thought about it until you brought it up, but how uh, he is improving himself, right? Like he, yeah. does, he, he was brainwashed by the bad guys and forced to do terrible things, kill a bunch of people. And uh, he's trying to make himself better, right? And trying to heal himself. But then he's also trying to heal people that he's harmed, you know, families yeah. of people that he's killed. And it's interesting watching him grow throughout. It's like, it, it's so he, he like has to go and be nice to the families. But then at the mm-hmm. end, this dad doesn't know why his son's dead. And he finally tells him and says that it was him and apologizes, explains what happened. And to, to give that guy, it's, you know, so it was more about that guy than it was about him at that point. Cause it was yes. all about like, his healing. Mm-hmm. And I, and I see that with, within confession where it's like, Mike, like if I steal a hundred dollars from you, I can't just go to confession and say, Oh, I stole a hundred dollars and then just be golden. Right. Like yeah. I still need to make the human reparations. I need to be like, if yeah. I if I said I'm heartily sorry for stealing a hundred dollars, I need to go give you that hundred dollars back mm-hmm. and apologize to you as a person, which is kind of that that transition that that Bucky's making too. And I think it shows Absolutely. the importance of making reparations with the people that we have hurt, not just with God of the confessional. Yes, absolutely. That there's, there's real reconciliation that has to happen. Now, I, don't, I don't know if you've ever had the experience. I've, I've had one or two close friends that have gone through like the 12 step process for addiction. And part of that is like making amends. And so I've, I've had friends who I've known were going through stuff, but they, they call me up and they're like, you know, I'm really sorry for this. I'm really sorry for when I did this. And there's like some things I knew about and some things I didn't know about. Some things didn't really bother me, but other things did. And like, that's really humbling to have someone come to, new, to you and almost give me like a little bit of the experience that the priest has of, of, you know, being in this place of great mercy where, where someone lays their soul before you and their sins before you. And, and you get to say, you know what? I love you. It's in the past. Let's move on. You're forgiven. You know? So um, yeah. I, I really thought that was, that was um, very quote unquote sacramental and, you know, lowercase s sacramental in a, in a lot of ways. So. Yeah. That's really cool. You mentioned like the buddy comedy part of it and like these two guys. So Captain America is, you know, is the 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 quote unquote perfect person, right? Like yeah. the dude never never messed up. And then he has these two guys that are kind of his right and left hand man in mm-hmm. in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And 
now they're you know it was it was weird like when Captain America died or you know moved on at the end of his at the end of uh, you know phase f- phase four right at the yeah, end whatever. of the Infinity Saga right yeah mm-hmm. um and he he gives the shield to Sam and then Sam gives it to America because he doesn't feel like he's really ready for it doesn't feel yeah. worthy and this whole time him and Falcon and Winter Soldier are going at each other and they're they're working together but they don't really like each other they're kind of both frustrated that that you know Sam's like did I do the right thing and give it the shield uh Bucky's mad at him because he gave up the shield he felt like it should have been his and all this kind of stuff right Mm -hmm. and they're arguing and there's this there's this point towards the towards the end of the series where uh you know like sometimes you can be in arguments with people you know like I I, I'm married you know you, you have people that uh, you're, you're close to best friends, co-workers, yeah. where you're arguing and arguing. You not really understand why. And then finally, all of a sudden, somebody says something. And like that was the underlying issue that nobody <laughs> really realized, right? Yeah. And uh-huh. that's what we get to with with Sam and Bucky. And and Bucky says, um, like, he, he finally reveals why he's so mad at, at, at Sam for giving mm-hmm. him the shield. Because Captain America chose to give him the shield, and Sam gave it up. And yeah. Bucky says, well, if he was wrong about you, if he was wrong about you being the next Captain America, then he could have been wrong about me. Uh, you know, essentially saying, mm-hmm. like, uh, Captain America saw something in me. He saw the good in me, even after all the bad that I did. If mm-hmm. he's wrong about you, maybe he was wrong about that, and maybe I am this bad person. I yeah, found that yeah. fascinating. And I see I see both of them struggling to live up to Steve, who's like this saintly, awesome character. You know, and, and they're they're talking, one of the questions they ask is, like, does, does power always corrupt? Like, is every super soldier going to be evil? And they say, well, Steve Rogers wasn't. Um, I, I forget exactly who was having that conversation, but it happens at one point. And uh, so Steve kind of leaves this legacy for Bucky and like Bucky ultimately he, he overcomes that corruption. I mean, it wasn't really all his fault, but it's because he has Steve accompanying him and showing him the way and being his example and lifting him up. Um, but you see both of them struggling with like the evil of super soldiers and evil, the evil uh, that America has done and America's legacy. And that, that comes out really hard with that, with Isaiah, the, um, the black super soldier who had been uh, mistreated by America. And, and you see the whole racial uh, um, legacy of, of injustice you see sam struggling with that and um it just reminds me of what we deal with in the church is there's this vision of the church of one holy catholic apostolic bread for the world you know jesus's you know mission but then the church so often fails and we have scandals we have betrayals and even within myself like i have this vision of who i'm called to be uh you know the holy best version of myself but then i know i'm a sinner and we see this with america in the same way like america is all about liberty truth justice in the american way and inalienable rights but then we have these horrible things in our history and even things that are that are that are injustices still happening today and sam kind of has to choose the vision and be like well i'm not ignoring the reality I'm choosing the vision. And I feel like so often in, in, in America, there's fights between it's like America's good because of the vision. America's bad because of the reality. And you see Sam say, the reality is often bad, but the vision is good. And that's what we're here to live up to. And I feel like that that's something we, I can totally apply to myself in my own spiritual walk. I can totally apply to my frustrations in the church is like, yeah, we hold on to the vision, even though there's this negative reality. And we have, we have this tension of trying to live this, these redeemed lives in this unredeemed world. And I, I feel like that just the, the, the series handles that in a really beautiful way. Yeah, I could feel myself oscillating back and forth. I mean, especially over the last you know couple of years with more scandals coming out, where mm-hmm. it's like every other day, maybe even every other half day, mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, focusing on well, the church is still good. 
and we're going to keep moving. And the church is so bad. What am I even doing? Right. Like with, you can oscillate back and forth between those. And it's interesting that you mentioned like tie, tying that together with Sam and Bucky looking up to Captain America. Right. Like how did those two succeed is it can be a, a, a pathway for how we're going to succeed. They had the saintly character of Captain America to look to look towards and then he dies right so like yeah. like, like pretty obviously our saints right somebody yeah. who lived a dang near perfect life it was a beacon for uh, love joy peace patience kind of it's like all of those things yeah uh, a beacon for truth a beacon for for all of those things and we can look to those people and that can be our goal but we also need the people who are imperfect sam's yes. imperfect and bucky's imperfect we see that in the show and they but need to, each other they need each other and yeah. together they can make each other better, right? Mm-hmm. So we we yeah. all have those relationships. We have the relationship with God, who is perfect. We have the relationship with the saints, who are perfect now, and we're really close to it yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, in, in their lives. But we also have people like you know you and I that can encourage each other, right? Yeah, that are absolutely. imperfect people, but striving for that good, like you were saying, like yeah. what what America could be, what the church could be, and maybe the reality of what it is. We're in the reality, and we need people to walk forward with us towards the goal. Yes. Amen. I love what, I love what you said there. And, and, and it made me think of like the legacy that Steve tries to pass on to them represented by the shield, the, the legacy that the saints pass on to us and Jesus has passed on to us. is not meant to just sit in a display case, right? Even though we don't feel ready for it, even though we might screw up sometimes we're meant to go out into the world and use that legacy and, in, 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 you know, spread the love of God to a world that so desperately needs it. Um, it can't just stay in a, in a display case. We need to try to live it, even if we don't feel like we know how. So. Yeah. And then the last thing I wanted to focus on, you already you already brought up uh, mm-hmm. with uh, the black super soldier, Isaiah Bradley. Mm-hmm. So there was there's a guy who is an is an older black guy in the show. But essentially, you, you he's around from the same time as Captain America, mm-hmm. right, where he fought in World Wars. He fought in America's, you know, Vietnam and all and all these things. And he was a super soldier, just like Captain America. But we had never heard of him in Marvel. Nobody in the world had ever heard in, in yeah. their world had ever heard of him because he was a black super soldier and and the country kind of suppressed that and didn't want anybody to know about it. Mm-hmm. And uh just essentially saying like the world wasn't ready for a black superhero. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 then so Sam, who is a, a black guy in the modern day, mm-hmm. it, it meets him and finds out about it and he's angry. He's angry at what America did. He's angry that this happened. Uh, he's very confused about why Isaiah Bradley, this guy, essentially hid. Mm-hmm. And 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 uh it, they have they have some very powerful conversations oh, where yeah. Isaiah, you could tell that he is he's been very hurt by what has happened. Yeah. Uh, understandably, right? Understandably, rightfully so. Yeah. Um very hurt by what has happened. And he's he's trying essentially trying to tell Sam, the younger black guy, to be careful, right? Mm-hmm. And and say like, protect yourself. It's not about America. Like he used to have the ideal, and he doesn't hit anymore because he's yeah. so much in the in the reality uh, because of all the hurt and the pain that that America has caused him. And Sam essentially says, "Look, it's time. It's time for mm-hmm. for a black superhero, a black Captain America." And he, you know, at the end of the show. Spoiler alert: We already said he mm-hmm. becomes. The new Captain America. So yeah. for the first time ever, we have a black Captain America. A sim- the symbol of America is yeah. now a black man. And, uh, and yeah, and what, what were your thoughts on that? And he's not trying to gloss over the legacy. He's like, I know that America has hurt some people. I know that this shield doesn't represent good things to everybody, but I'm going to try to represent the good. I'm going to try to 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 
to represent what's what's best about this country, the, the vision, not the the negative reality. I'm going to try to deal with the negative reality, but I'm going to try to represent the vision and be the best and, and lead people, not just with my superpowers, not just with my cool technology, but with my compassion and my empathy. Um, and he gives this impassioned speech at the end, which is is kind of like a, a culminating moment. Um, and I just think it's it's so cool the way that that Marvel in it, when when in a time when when racial tensions are so um, are so t touchy and a lot of people don't even want to talk about it. Uh, I, I really respect them for for tackling it and not it doesn't it doesn't follow like a partisan track you know like they they wrestle with the reality they 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 talk about the the, the beautiful vision of what america can be um and it's not just this ham-fisted here is our point like it, it kind of right. we we're able to have a conversation about the deeper implications of it and you you feel like i feel like these characters are almost like real people really wrestling with these things um so i, I taught at a catholic high school saint vincent pilati in laurel maryland for 14 years and Did you say saint vincent pilati saint vincent pilati he's not well known but he's, he's like an awesome saint the patron saint of stretching Pilates? no no so not pilates p-a-l-l-o-t-t-i he was uh, oh, okay one, one, of the, one of the patrons of vatican ii and he was he was kind of like vatican ii before it was cool back in the early 1800s um anyway he, he's super cool but my my school is majority african-american and i live in an area that's majority african-american and when black panther came out and uh, like that made such an impact for my students and a lot of my neighbors like talking about like there's a billion dollar movie with a black superhero and everyone's talking about it and it's like the McDonald's toys and like that was so important for them um and I think as a white man I don't always realize like how important that representation is and I think um like this I, I was I was wishing I was still teaching to to talk about this right. with my <laughs> students to see like because you could do so many cool discussions with with What, what is it? What does it mean to be um, American right now, specifically a, a person of color in America? So, yeah, for sure. And it, it, I just love how it culminated, like where the you know the the Isaiah, the 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 black super soldier from years ago, mm -hmm. had just been forgotten. And and what does Sam do after he becomes Captain America in the Captain America Museum? He makes a new wing that yeah. that chronicles his life. So like mm -hmm. he he was this guy that was that was um, pushed down and forgotten by the country. Mm -hmm. um, and now he his legacy will remain forever next to one of the greatest Americans uh, ever. So yeah. this is a re really cool show. I appreciate uh, you coming on to talk about it. So if you want to hear more from Mike, if you if you like uh, his his uh, his uh, pop culture catechism takes, well, you can find the show mm -hmm. wherever you listen to podcasts or on the Awakened Catholic YouTube channel. Mike, thanks so much. Thanks so much for letting me kind of half invite myself on. <laughs> I appreciate oh, it. Oh, <laughs> no, it, it's, it, it, if it's, if anybody can do it, it's going to be you. So uh, thanks a lot, Mike. I'll be back. I'll be right back with Allison. Do not go anywhere. Bye. Thanks. I am again joined for this commercial with the three-year-old Felicity Grace because she won't go to sleep and it's nine o'clock and her mom's tired of her. So she's with me while we finish editing this episode. And we want to talk to you about... Catholic match. This baby came as the fruit of a beautiful marriage. If you would like to find a beautiful marriage or at least start heading that way with some wonderful dates with other Catholic people, head on over to catholicmatch.com slash forte. I don't know uh, if, if any of you guys, I know some of you guys are as old as me and remember the old Sims game. Well, if you get married through, through Catholic match, you can hit the try for baby button like we all did back when we were playing the Sims. So, I don't know if you ever want kids later in your life you got kind of got to start with dating and you want to do that with some great catholic people over on catholicmatch.com slash forte baby
Yeah. Welcome back to Portrait Catholic. I am Taylor Schroll and Allison Sullivan is taking over this segment. Hi, Taylor Schroll. Lene. Renee. What do you call me? I'm going to give you Taylor Marie Schroll. Listen, that's, I've, that's I've, my, it is a Schroll family name. Really? It is, uh, it's my, it is my baby name. sister's middle name. It is my middle daughter's middle name. And it's my mom's middle name. How about that? Um, okay. I want to ask you a question. Okay. I posed this question to TikTok and it was pretty disappointing. <laughs> I wanted like deep dives. I wanted like life lessons. Here's the question. What is something that it has taken you too long to learn. Now, I'm going to give you a minute to think about it because here's kind of what I meant. What I thought was going to happen when I posed this question is that people were going to take a long, hard look at their life and they were going to reveal, you know, this, these truths that were developed by a life of hard knocks, you know, like things that they just really needed to know were important to their souls and were hard to come by. Right. So I'm going to give you one of mine. Okay. Okay. So one of mine is, is that there is no such thing as being too sensitive. Being called too sensitive is something that people say who are very uncomfortable with their own feelings and it has very little to do with you. So there's no such thing as being too sensitive. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. Poke holes and everything. Go ahead. I think you little contrarian calling someone too sensitive is something that it took me too long to learn to not do. Well, but look I, at that. But I do think that people can be too sensitive. Mm. What did it take you? What's another thing that took you too long? No, I want to talk about yours. Uh-huh. <laughs> because I, I do think that people can, like, there are people who have had feeling towards me when I did nothing to them. There are hundreds and dozens, hun- dozens of hundreds of other people who have, been hurt by something that I did that was rude or mean, right? Mm-hmm. But there's other times I'm just like, why are you acting the way that you're acting? Like, I have done nothing to you. Sensitivity is my superpower. It's what makes me able to love well. And so, and, and so now I'm protective around that. If anyone's trying to talk me out of compassion or empathy um, or feeling alongside someone um, in such a way that it makes them uncomfortable. That doesn't have anything to do with me that has to do with you. So um, it, I don't know. I think it comes up a lot because I feel like feeling alongside people is what I'm good at. Empathy is a good thing. I don't know how empathy got brought. You, that was a great argument. You're a good lawyer. You were like, oh, and argue against empathy now, apparently. <laughs> not what I'm saying. <laughs> did you just accuse me of building a straw man? I think you did. Y- yeah. <laughs> It was very tall. It looked like me. Very hairy and large. Robust. What else have you learned, Taylor? I'd like to dive into some of your humility. Uh, I learned very recently, very recently, that narwhals are real creatures. See. I thought they were- You do belong on TikTok. I thought they were unicorns of the ocean, and unicorns aren't real, or at least didn't make it till Noah's Ark, but the narwhals could swim. So that's how they made it. That is, I don't want to appreciate your creativity here because I want to keep you on track. That's all I've learned (sighs) myself. Come on. What's hard about this, what's hard about your question for me is that that is the question that I answer every time I record this show. So everything that I have learned about myself recently 
I'd learn it, and then two days later, I record it, and then two right, days right, right. later, it I goes see. out. Okay, so here's here's another one, and it might make you think of something, or at the very least, you can poke a hole in what I've said, okay? Okay. Hopefully, so, you're not too sensitive this time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just put my dukes up when you offend me. You can't hurt my feelings. You can't. You try month after month, you, week you after keep, week. You keep saying these things, goading me into doing it, because I know you that I can. You take it as a challenge. <laughs> You take it as a challenge. Um, I okay. know. Yo, uh, yes, I can. Because yes, I did. <laughs> I know I can hurt your feelings because I've done it before. <laughs> you wouldn't. We've talked about this on the show, actually. You wouldn't really hurt me. You only poke at me at about things that you know I'm not sensitive about. Like you can call me old all you want. It's fine. I am. I am indeed. The Lord chose to put me on this earth in 1977, and I do not wish that were different. So, okay. But hold on. Here's another one that I learned. No one is thinking about my mistakes more than I am. Like no one is like sitting there going over and over and over the time that I did this thing wrong. You know? Seth Sullivan. I, I was going to say you, <laughs> except maybe Taylor. It's either <laughs> so your husband can, or your work husband. So that he can work it into the show for fodder. <laughs> no, but don't you think that's true? I mean, no one's like thinking about yeah, and you like, as this much is the, as you are. This is the problem. It's because I just shared that on the show a few weeks ago. Where it's like, I, I, I'm not the yeah. center of the universe for anyone else. No one else cares about Oh, yeah, that was us. That was me. I, I know, that was yeah. you a month ago. So I already answered this question for yeah. you a month ago. Well, so I try to ask this question to my kid. And he's, you know, being a lot like you are right now. And he's like, uh, I don't really know about any of what you just said. But uh, I do know that I don't think I'm ever going to get algebra. And I really don't get why people have garden gnomes. And I'm like... What in the world? I love, I am. What did you just do to this conversation? <laughs> he, I mean, he did what I would do. <laughs> dumbed, yeah, dumbed it way down. Yeah. Um, here, this is, there's this quote that has really kind of become a banner in my life. And it's that people can only meet you as deeply as they've met themselves. So a lot of times if we are disappointed by people it becomes a really quick way to put them into a pile of like a yes pile or a no pile when really it's so much more nuanced where it's like once you realize that people's interior life is um, largely responsible for how deeply they can meet you like how deeply they've met themselves then it becomes so much less personal and you can just take people's gifts um, without being offended by people's deficits like that's been really freeing for me too well, you're growing as a person. Uh, I'm not, apparently. Uh, this is, it's, it's just a difficult question. Like, it really is the guiding principle for this show because I, it's all I do. But I did learn something, not recently, but I've but something that I've never shared okay. on the show. I don't think I have. And if I did, it was in the first year when no one listened. Do you think people like have these things on a Rolodex and they're like constantly flipping through? The you can repeat yourself. I don't like to. <laughs> Because like people still listen to the old episodes, and if you over and over, not over and over, but like there are still new people listening to okay. Old stuff. But you had something, so yeah. I I don't want to. We're just poking each other, poking each other now. So, <laughs> uh, you know how like people live into their name or live into like how people talk to them. So like if I if you are called stupid your entire life as a kid you're gonna think you're stupid. Sure. There's like famous test subjects. Yeah. Where they they like people who were geniuses there was a kid who was called 
dumb. Everybody thought he was really stupid, but he was like, now we know that he was one of those like so smart he doesn't have any social skills. Mm-hmm. Like they called him stupid because he didn't know how. He to... He wasn't like talking very much yeah. or something. Yeah, but he he was the smartest one out of all of them. They did IQ tests and he's he's brilliant. And he ended up becoming like a multimillionaire running a business. Yeah, but he he it wasn't until he realized later in his life that he was actually smart because he believed them when they told him he was mm-hmm. stupid. Um, do you know what Allison or Sullivan means? No. I have a feeling you just looked it up. I don't know what yours means. I, I, oh, actually, I do. Um, Allison means anointed. I See? And I, I've been told that. I like, think you have I, lived into your name. Oh, cool. 100%. Oh. Sullivan probably means also annoying, and you've lived into that as well. Anointed <laughs> <laughs> and annoying. It was so funny because I was just about to say, look at you paying me a compliment. Yeah. No. It's, <laughs> gotta keep poking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hold on. So, just a second. Uh I looked so Taylor obviously means like someone who fixes things. Oh like, sure, yeah, a with, mender. With mender. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like that's it's funny that I you know, we started the show talking about I fix people's audio. So yeah, I that. yeah. But and you wanted to fix Kane's song really bad. Oh, just yeah. a tiny God. little edit. <laughs> oh, just stop singing the chorus eighteen times if it's gonna be wrong. Um, <laughs> but Schroll. <laughs> Which is my last name. I'm dying. Uh, I, oh, please. I Lord, deliver. <laughs> Hold on. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, please deliver here. It's so good. It's so good. I'm, I'm on pins and needles. Uh, shroll, uh-huh. directly uh-huh. translated, oh, come on. means uncouth. Yes! <laughs> yes! So I, I do not have any couth. Do you In know what that Jesus's means? Jesus' name. Yeah. You're an author. I don't uh, explain uncouth for those who aren't uh, uncouth brilliant. is just obnoxious. <laughs> you have no tact. <laughs> I mean, you should really just be in a water closet by yourself, minus the microphones. <laughs> <laughs> that was the review I got last week. Were you the bad review? That no, said that I, I would no, talk? I would no, I want to meet them in a water closet. <laughs> no, I would never say that. Uncouth. Uh, Google says. Uh, lacking good manners, refinement, or grace, which is funny in the Catholic context, uh, lacking sophistication or delicacy. And it's funny that people say, I, people say that I lacked tact. Mm-hmm. I choose to say everything that I say. Right. I use there is tactics, a filter. Yeah. Oh. But not, I don't have tags. That's funny. That's really funny. Uh, the other one is ungainly. Do you know what ungainly is? Uh, unsightly? Like uh, awkward, clumsy, or yeah. an ungainly, like clumsy walk. Uh-huh. Unwielding, hulking, gawky, awkward, boorish, rough, rude, coarse, clumsy, gross, and crude. Oh my God. It makes me so happy. I didn't learn that. And, like you probably didn't learn that Allison meant anointed until the last few years. Yeah. Like it was the last few years that I learned that. And I'm like, we have lived it to our names without even knowing. Wow. That, that is so interesting. I mean, I, we need to do this experiment on all the hosts. We need to. Yeah. 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 Anthony, because of St. Anthony, we always, he always, he's always lost. So we have to pray to St. <laughs> Anthony to find him. <laughs> jo- all right, good. This is going to be fun. John, uh, because uh, John, the beloved disciple, uh, was cast off into an island by himself to be lonely. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. So Silas, my oldest, means man of the woods. And the kid has like wanted to stay barefoot outside his entire life. He's just this little huck fin of a person. Well, you want to know what comes for him later? I didn't wear shoes for anything. I would come home with like completely oh, black bottoms on my feet. Yeah. You know what comes later? Plantar fasciitis as an adult. Tell that kid to wear shoes. Good to know. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna we're gonna wrap up here. This whole segment started 
with you talking about you and your son yeah. and asking him a question. We're going to end with, uh, I never thought about this story this way, but uh, the whole story of Jesus saying uh, whoever should, with, who is without sin should cast the first stone. Okay. And people have made the joke before that like Mary threw the stone, like Mary threw a stone. <laughs> Mom, <laughs> right? But I always like, I don't understand putting myself in Mary's shoes in that scenario. And you're listening to your son say this. Mm-hmm. And you're just like you're so awkward. Like you're like, does he want me to throw a stone? Like I feel like either way, he's like, if he wants me to throw a stone and I don't, then it doesn't prove the point that I'm sinless. But if he doesn't want me to throw a stone <laughs> and I throw a stone, it's gonna ruin his whole point. He's <laughs> so awkward for me. That if is, I was that is that quite scenario. the double bind. It really is. It really is. <laughs> well, that's our show for today. I'm Taylor Schroll. That's Allison Sullivan. You can follow her on TikTok. At Sullivan Family TikTok. You got it. That changed recently. Uh, Stick close with us at Forte Catholic, wherever you listen to podcasts. Hit the subscribe button or I'll never love you. Say it. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for watching and or listening to today's episode. If you haven't yet, please hit the subscribe button. You can stay connected with connected with us throughout the week on social media at Forte Catholic on Instagram. Nope, that's a lie. At Taylor Schroll on Instagram, at Forte Catholic on Twitter, at Taylor Schroll on Twitter, and at Forte Catholic on Facebook. We also started this whole TikTok game. We're trying to figure it out. Whatever. At Taylor Schroll on TikTok. Get connected with us. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Thank you. God bless, and we'll be back next week.